You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Shalom. This is To Stir with Love, Tales from Prison, with Rabbi Yitzhak Kolokowski, Chief Chaplain of Waymart Prison, much more than Chief Chaplain, actually the head of the whole chaplaincy services in Waymart Prison in Waymart, Pennsylvania. Uh, you know, it's been a theme to every single uh, podcast I've done this week, um, and I, I and I think everybody understands that um, we are all um, broken, affected um, in, in so many different ways by what happened in Miron last week, um, the terrible deaths, the way they died, the 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 dissonance. Of 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 the of, of of dying right after that incredible moment of of spiritual high and and it really is it's been very difficult for many people to fathom. Um, I'm not going to use this program and uh, to to go into the areas that we've talked I've talked about in other places. You'd look, um, but I know that you took it especially hard, uh, like many people. Um, you found points of connection, and I know that it's something that has been that you're carrying with you, you're bearing with you, like many many people. Um, they still have to go on; they have to trudge on, and many times go into very mundane, difficult, or boring work or work that they're not super pleased about, maybe, or still trying to give it their best, but. What's really in their minds that's is this carrying this burden of of pain of what they've what they've read, what they still haven't come to terms with. And I know for you, this has probably been a pretty difficult week to come in and do your job um, among people who aren't from Unzra, people who and 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 try to be the the best chaplain and the most professional person you can be while you're carrying this 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 weight of pain. Uh, am I incorrect in assuming that you took? I I don't know how cognizant I am really. I, I know it's it's something that's been on my mind. It's something that uh but the truth is the the work has really been what's helped me cope, you know, because uh it's it's such a you know I, I we we heard the news just as we were starting Lagboimer, and I, I was, I had a simcha this Lagboimer making a, a chalaka upsharing for my, for my son, and and it was uh, something you know an exciting thing to, the, this is you know, my third son and the first one to be, to be a, a Lagboimer uh, chalaka. You know the other two were were in in Av, and this was uh, this was by Lagboimer, and it was something I. Very excited about, and uh, we I, we were in, in Monroe, and uh, my wife and I were there, and my my girls came, and uh, some of my girls came, and we we uh, we you know we heard the news. Uh, we weren't even sure exactly what had happened. We and uh, you know when the Satmarebbe there in Monroe, he was crying. Um, you know that's how the the seder halila was. Was at first the rebbe, uh, you know, talked about what had happened and, and gave his remarks about the about what had happened. And uh, he he said that uh, he found there that shot in Bar Yochai Elisa Lukait Boimer Kochim that these these were the these Eden were were the were like. Um, you know uh, these precious flowers that that uh, that were being picked, and uh, at, at such a horrible time, that was how he he and he was crying very bitterly, profusely, and then um, but then how to balance? You know he brought how the Magen Avram brings Bekanta uh, Maisa that I know you know since my youth about how there was a Godel Echad who. From the Guria Rizal, who would say Nachem every day, and he had an Oynish for saying it on, on yeah. and and he said that you know we point out that the 
you know, we said Tehillim and everything. We pointed out that the that the Magen Avram is not a a, a Maisa Bichel. You know, it's it, it, if he's telling us something, it's a Lachla Maisa. Uh, it's not not just a story to, to you know that you tell kids to entertain them. So it's, so, it, yes. You know, okay. The, I guess the difference is is that he was saying Nachem generally because of the Churban, and obviously Eretz Yisrael at that period still had. Uh, indicators of a land that was not yet built up, that was controlled by Arabs, and there were probably places around Maron and the other cities that clearly were an extension and an indicator, and that's why the person was saying Nachem. Uh, but he was saying Nachem based on a past event whose tendrils were still stretching into today, whereas here, I think the ability to shift into happy mode and simcha mode was probably much harder because the, the Uvda had just occurred. The Uvda was still sending its shockwaves. There were still the Zaka Hever were still finding Nebuch, the people. And, you know, it's, it's quite, a, quite a feat. It's one thing to, 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 to shtruf the person who's saying Nachem when it's not recognizing the Yom, the Kedush of Lag Ba'imer. It's another thing when in the Toikaf of the Kedush of Lag Ba'imer, the Rabbi Shalom sends such a, a clap to happen. I think it, it 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 takes an act of incredible gvura to be able to tap into any sort of uh, sense of simcha after that. Um, so I I, I I guess what you're trying to tell me is that you took the message of the Satmar Rebbe uh, to heart, and that has has sort of helped you get through the last couple of days. Plus, yeah, plus the fact, I guess, what what you said earlier is that. The work has allowed you to not think, right? When you go to work, you're able to sort of um, not let your mind dwell on the enormity of the loss. Am I right as far as that goes? That's uh, certainly, yes, yeah. But, okay. But, but I, I'll take some Musser, though. I, I recognized, you know, that I was struggling, uh, you know, with Pass and other Midas Roy's that uh, I think comes from that, pressure from that lachatz that uh, it's uh, you know of, of feeling this this pain and not knowing how to cope with it not not maybe even coping with it and so in other, so in other words the, the 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 fact that you could sort of like you know compartmentalize your mind and then just concentrate on the drudging the drudgery of day-to-day work it doesn't always work when the event that you compart that you put in a compartment is something that is so deep, right? It's one thing to just forget an insult that someone might have said to you on your way up in the elevator, or you know some sort of uh, small thing, and that you could sort of you know bury it under the hours and hours of work. It's something else uh, altogether different when the event hasn't been processed and it's still sort of needling its way into your mind and you're still finding yourself coming back to it, although you don't necessarily would like that to happen. Yeah. I guess in, in contemporary language, that's called events bleeding uh, into your life. Um, and, and when you say cause, I guess you, you, I, I can't believe a professional like you would find yourself getting angry at work, right? It's, it's not no, anger it's at, at work. At, at home, that's where, you know, that's the, and that's, so, that's where the big Nisoyan is in life. Is you know, it's very easy to be nice to, to strangers. It's much, it's much more difficult to be, to be nice at home where, where it counts a lot more. Especially yeah. when you, when you're wound up, right? I mean, that's really, the spring is, is wound up tight. And then, you know, you, you, you park your issues at the door before you enter into into the prison, <laughs> and when you walk in, you have your game face on, right? And you and you are the uh, you try to be the pinnacle of professionalism. Even in your friendliness, it's a different sort of friendliness. You you don't let your pay us down completely. You're you have a certain distance and a certain mode, a certain game face that you have to that that you work on. And that yeah. that's what allows it. But when this events like this, a trauma and and pain and frustration and 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 heartbreak, are hovering in the background, I'm sure it, what it's able to do is, you know, you might either 
you know, snap at someone at work without realizing it, or as you say, bring it over by the time you get home. Um, so, yeah. and, 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 and the, the, the tragedy really hit very close to home. We, one, one of, one of the Niftarim was my, my daughter's teacher's husband. Another was one of, uh, a friend, uh, a brother of a friend of one of, a family of one of our balabatim in the shul. Another was uh, we had a guest here in shul uh, on Sunday morning. Was a Hasidish Rebbe who I was used to eat in his home when I was learning in Yerushalayim, and I hadn't seen him in a number of years. And he was here in the area, and he came. I drove him here. He, he davened with us uh, Sunday morning, and uh, he mentioned, you know, how difficult it was for him. You know, coming from Israel here to America and not being there because one of his own Hasidim uh, was was one of the Nishtarim and uh, how he had to deal with that pain of not being there for that family, not being there in their time. You know, the, the, he really felt a certain inact, inadequacy that, you know, here he is. You know, coming to America for whatever reason, and sure. uh, I think that there, we know the you know they talk about seven degrees of separation. I think in the Jewish world, it's a half a degree of separation. Uh, we can always find connections, especially that this was this was a place that that many American yeshiva boys uh, uh, gravitate to, and the rebbeim and the yeshiva encourage the trip there as a um, as a unique. Uh, important gap year experience uh, for for people to have. And, and that it's was... interesting because my my year when I was in Eretzel, there was uh, the intifada was going on, so they absolutely forbade the Bachrim from going. So I did not have that experience. I only was in Meron one other time, actually with this with another Hasidic Sharab who happens to be the brother in law of this one who was visiting, and. Um, and and uh, it wasn't part of my experience. I remember there was actually one bacher in yeshiva who um, who was thrown out of yeshiva because he didn't follow uh, the hadracha of the hanhala not to go, even though Baruch Hashem he was he was safe. But and there was no, but there was a, a genuine worry that was two thousand or two thousand one, and there was a genuine worry that that there could be a potential of of a terror attack in Maron. So that was. Uh, that was our connection there, so we didn't, uh, you know, we went to whatever Titian we could find in Yerushalayim, and we enjoyed ourselves there, and I remember, you know, uh, actually, that was before the Toldasaran Rebbe started going to Maron, uh, and so we were actually at Toldasaran. Oh, I think, uh, you know, his grandfather, his grandfather famously went to Maron, despite being a Koyan, and because he was Soymach on the Kabbalah of his Great grandfather, I think, of Shmuel Heller of Tzvas, and 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 the Toldos Aaron Rebbe was as, as even as a, as we know a Kayan did go and did go to the Kever. I think this one was the one who came up with the uh, Hamtzo of having an Oyo Zoruk, where yeah. he would be, and and that was his heter to be able to go to the place of the Kever and Legavek the Tfilis in Maron. Uh, he was worried about the Sat Marov because the Sat Marov had paskined that Kehanim should not go. Um, and uh, he considered himself Nichna, the Toldos Aaron Rebbe, even the grandfather, the the famous one who wrote the Sefer Toldos Aaron, uh, considered himself Nichna. He was Machni himself to the to the greatness of uh, Rabbi Yehush. Um But you know, you know, I, I I really don't think that our forum, although you know, maybe every forum needs to be a place to vent and talk about the pain and shared pain between people we know, people I know, and people you know. Um, I think about the young uh, American yeshiva boys, my nephew and other people who were there and who sustained minor injuries, boys here from the community who were there and were part of that this terrible event. Again, I, I want to table that, Yitzchak, and just talk in general about what this means as a model. Um, look, you, you know, you, you, we talk about to stir with love. Uh, we talk about how you bring a sense of ava and you try to bring a sense of ava to people who are in a very difficult situation. An ava that's really the ava that's not from the Torah, the way it was expressed um, so beautifully by the Baal Shem Tov and his Hasidim. That's really the reason why I, we call the show to stir with love. 
your job has a lot of stress in it too, doesn't it? In general, even if you wouldn't have the the uh, the the events here somehow in your mind and somehow bleeding into your life, in general, I mean, you 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 have a certain um, uh, an attitude that is positive and a, and a and an attitude that makes you approachable. You're not a uh, you know an angry Oscar the Grouch type at all. Um, you're not a dismissive type. You're a person that's open. That's the reason why you've thrived and you've been able to to, to work there. But I would assume that this is a job that, like any, that you, when you're there, there's so many rules and regulations that we've talked about. So many things. So many. T's that need to be crossed and I's that needed to be dotted. Would you say that this is something that 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 demands you to even on a normal day to sort of like be hyper focused on what you're doing and not allowing things, other things at home to to cloud what's happening? I mean, absolutely. And and that was, you know, the lotion that again that the the Satmareva from Monroe was using of of uh Surah that that's how that's how we have to conduct ourselves in in life in general, and I I don't really feel when I'm there the stress that I really should be feeling. You know, it, it is it is a stressful environment, but I don't feel the stress in the environment. I really feel quite a sense of peace and and tranquility at work. I really look forward to being at work and enjoy being there. But the fact of the matter is, it, 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 like you said, it bleeds through. You don't you don't even realize the stress that's present until uh, you know. And, and again, when you get home, when you you know, and the and and, and the stress might have to do with the fact that you're hearing horror stories, right? That the people you're ministering to, the issues that that are relevant to them, it isn't just bricks that need to be put onto a building. It's human beings with. With 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 whose passions and whose emotions uh, have been laid bare, who are now imprisoned, uh, who need to be guarded, uh, and and there's worries and security points. You know, I I, I think really, you know, again, we could probably call anyone uh, in in many in, in any walk of life, and they could talk about the the pressures of where they work. And what's going on there, right? Um, you could be a lifeguard at a beach and still feel that you know there's a tremendous pressure of of, of saving lives and worrying about kids that are that are running around with uh, you know things they shouldn't be running around with. You know, I, I'm just taking something out of the thin air, but I think that this is something that um, probably you know not only you, but I would assume the other CEOs and the other people. And the prison probably all uh, deal with. Um, Absolutely, I mean, it's it's working in a prison is a very, very difficult place to work. And again, people don't realize the stress, but uh, the 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 level of uh, divorce of among uh, among CEOs, level of suicide, level of of alcoholism and and other problems and. And, you know, and, and, you know, there's often discussions about when, uh, you know, staff in prisons uh, go in the wrong path, and it happens quite a lot. We don't have it so much uh, that I know of, you know, where I work, uh, all those stories come up, but you hear these stories all over prisons. And I'm sure part of that comes from the fact that it's, it's such a, an atmosphere where people feel a lot of stress, a lot of uh, a lot of discomfort, and it leads to them uh, winding up and doing things that that uh, within within the context of their work that they shouldn't be doing. You know, talking and, about and, excesses that that we've seen, like displayed, like in movies like the Shawshank and others, where you know the guards are are you know or or in brute force or other things where the guards are are overly sadistic. Um, or it could be that, or they can, or they, or or they're overly friendly. That's also that could also be a problem. You know, the problem of, you know, we talk about one thing we want to avoid is uh, fraternization, and it, it could it could go further than that because the fraternization can lead to uh, being compromised, whether it means uh, bringing in contraband or 
or otherwise getting involved in in things that that right they had that they had that is they had that uh, prison breakout in uh in upstate new york where yeah. someone who was working in the prison became overly friendly right with some of the inmates yeah. and that person helped them escape yeah. um, right so that was you know like you say in danamora and the clinton uh, correction facility in 2015 the famous escape um, mm-hmm. that occurred there, the, the, the dangerous uh, uh, prisoners. And they were, of course, uh, the escapees uh, were helped by prison staff, right? Yeah. I believe two, so. Two, two staff and, members, yeah. And um, so you're right. These things can definitely happen. It's, I guess part of it is the unreal nature. Like you're going from your Norman little, Norman Rockwell home with your white picket fence and you know two cars in the yard and the cat and you know then you find yourself going to a place that's 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 maximum or minimum uh security a place that's guarded a place where cell phones aren't allowed it's 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 it it clearly uh, gives someone, you know, type of tension. I'm, I wonder if my my Rebeam who work in Nerius Roll High School, where I went to high school, feel the same way. I used to call it, uh, uh, you know, uh, there was uh, a good friend of mine who was in the news. Um, uh, uh, you might have heard about him, Judge Lewis Knock. You might have heard of him. He was in the. He was uh, he was a circuit judge in the Bronx that wanted to hold Jordan Burnett uh, on with, with, a, with a demand of bail. You know, New York has recently loosened its uh, demands, has actually made it easier, you know, for, for people to, to basically be released, um, that even if they're arrested and they've committed a serious, in terms of a financial crime, but if there was no violence done, they are. This is part of this, uh, this criminal justice reform that they that they, you can't demand to, they should be held on bail. In this case, it was twenty thousand uh, dollars. So this Jordan Burnett, who was clearly the the vandal who had uh, de, who had um, destroyed a synagogue property in Sidurim and Sidurim and Svarim, uh, was brought in front of my old high school friend Levy Lewis Knock. Wow. who um, ruled, despite this, uh, the new bail law in New York City, that this was considered a hate crime. And uh, he felt that the argument that the, the district attorney made was, was powerful and they should hold this person. And, but he was, uh, but he, but he was, uh, he was overturned. Um, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. So this was my one of my closest friends. We wrote uh, a great Purim play together in 1976. You would have liked it. It was all about the election, um, and uh-huh. we we came up with this idea called the Rainbow Coalition Party, where the ultimate candidate was called the Ethnic Minority Party, uh, or when we had a rainbow in it, I remember, which was similar to Jesse Jackson's Rainbow Coalition a number of years later, and yeah. uh, and the the candidate he probably got it from you. He might have. There were copies of it circulating. Uh, so uh, uh, Levy Nock and myself wrote this play. Um, the the uh, character Levy played the um, the the main character who was the Hasid, the pseudo Hasid who would be um, who was on the uh, ballot and he was going to be joined by we had to find his running mate and uh, although the Rebbe you know I, I submitted a a doctored uh, censored version of the play to be read really the the running mate was a gay person, <laughs> was a gay man who was his running mate. Um, uh-huh. He showed up as the Avon lady uh-huh. and they took him as the running mate. And it looked like possibly that the, that this man was going to win election and the Oilam, the, um, the, uh, the mafia is somehow involved as well. Remember this was 1976. Uh, you know, Godfather was, uh, was still very popular then. And the, uh, the mafia was now involved in. They received the word to, <laughs> to assassinate the uh, the this candidate, and they hired the ultimate assassin, played by yours truly, Tony Machete, who was going to, but who was uh, himself a phony, just like the candidate. The, the candidate uh, was a phony. The assassin was a phony. But somehow uh, they were going to meet in Lubbock, Texas. 
uh, a city I ended up uh, visiting years later, but I came up with this idea of the Texas Mormons. Your wife would appreciate this, but uh, that 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 this candidate, his name was uh, Shmaravoznik. That was the candidate, which was uh, an old Polish term for the guy that used to sweep out the gutters. That was called the yeah. Shmaravoznik. You might have heard that term before. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Fred Shmaravoznik was the uh, candidate, and he and his gay uh, uh, running mate <laughs> were going to be making a campaign stop in um, in uh, Lubbock, in Lubbock. And that's where uh, Tony Machete, that was me, would have to do the assassination. And uh, anyway, be that as it may, it turned out that things did not turn out the way they thought. And um, uh, Tony ends up um, not being the assassin, but being, uh, and Fred only gets shot in the rear end. Um, but Tony ends up running away and uh, he ends up running to a stable somewhere in Texas <laughs> for Shalashinus. And, um, you know, we did a, a pastiche on the Barry Manilow song, I, I Write the Music. You know, the, the Barry Manilow had a song called um, uh, I Am Music and I Write the Songs. And we yeah, had a... So we, make the whole world sing. So yeah. we had a chazan. Fred actually, uh, Levy Nock played the role of the chazan as well, besides being the candidate. He was the chazan in the... Um, he was the chazan of, uh, in the play of in this shtibel where uh, Machete escapes the police because the police are chasing him. And in the Shtibo, he was able to sing, you know, I sing them songs that make the whole shul sing. I sing the songs mit herring und special chrein. Anyway, those were the type of lyrics that we were using. So anyway, so Fred and Levy and I were very, very close friends. We had a lot of fun, you know, uh, you know writing this play. But before we wrote the play, we wrote a we we took the song jingles of 1960s uh, television shows and we applied them to the yeshiva. So this is what I'm getting at. <laughs> Very long-winded rabbit story uh, down the rabbit hole. But we wrote a, a song that was called. Um, uh, you've heard of the television show Petticoat Junction, correct? Sure. sure. Okay. So these are this is the original tune. You know, you know, comrade, a little train, right? That is going down the tracks to the junction. Yeah. Right? That's the there goes Uncle Joe. He's a moving kind, kind of slow. slow. Right. I, I apply that to myself sometimes. Uh, yeah. so, our, so, so I, that was really my idea because our Manahel was Joe, was Rabbi Yosef. <laughs> uh -huh. So that's where I was going with it. But, um, that, but you know, so we had Newark Junction. That was one thing. And then from Petticoat Junction, we went to the spinoff program of Hooterville, which was Green Acres. Green Acres, yeah. Right. Now, the Green Acres theme song was 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 great. <laughs> Once yeah. it stays, it's an ear, what do they call it, an ear bug? Oh, uh, it stays earworm. In, it's an earworm. Yeah. Once it gets in your head, you know, you know, right. Dun-dun-dun-dun, bum-bum, dun-dun-dun-dun, bum-bum. Anyway, so there I came, me and uh, Judge Knock came up with, Nurk Acres Penitentiary. Yeah. It seems like we've been here a century. Being from was my intention first, but now my taiva is my longing thirst. <laughs> that was our theme song. So we saw the we we we, we, we had some boys from Ezra Academy wound up going to near Israel and I think they had the same uh, experience they, I think you, you, you those lyrics <laughs> captured exactly right that being from was was my original thirst right. 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 and we looked at it like a penitentiary it really it was a penitentiary like one of my lyrics was Dananta fresh air Dananta who cares because really, oh, we were stuck out there and we really felt like we were in prison. So I'm wondering, really, you know, I guess I should have Rachmanis on my Rebbeim, who I, who we made such a great pastiche of and, and made yeah. fun of. Um, because it is hard, really, to go into a place where the, the there's so much discipline demands uh, and you have to really be the uh, part of that um, uh, you know, system. And, and I think that really does bring a lot of pressure to, because as you say, you know, it's almost Kabbalistically, 
comparable to the idea of the Rabbani Shalom's Chesed and Gvura, you know, which we know is an incredible thing to balance. And um, for us human beings, it's something which, as you, as, as you said, as we sp spoke about, it's not always an easy trick to handle, no matter what position you're in. Um, I mean, it, it also to be a Frumid and to be surrounded, first of all, by so many uh, issues that that go on in the prison. The the they call it. It's like a it's like a soap opera, and, and and we're not talking about the necessarily the the inmates. We're talking sometimes about the staff and the types of things that go on there. But then also the fact that I'm working in an interfaith or multi-faith setting where I'm actually supervising other religions and the and the and the the pressure of that of of having to figure out how do i you know how do i blob when i'm mamish working with with the vidzara you know every day and uh, and that balance and uh, for me uh, even though some people find it controversial but the, the, there's an old minic to say the shir yichud every day and I found that that helped me to to uh, reinforce, you know, Amuna and 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 So well, that, that, well, that even if you don't say Shira Yichud, it's not Tivenu Mikol Yoyim, right? Right. Yeah. Mikav Kol Oyre VeOyev VeVesidnenu VeChein LaChesed Beinu Kol Reinu, right? There's a uh, it's a very important tefila, and obviously you don't want to step on the on 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 the religion or be insulting in any way, shape, or form. To to the imams, to the to the deacon, to the bishop, whoever the cardinal, whatever people you have working there, and and you need to really bone up on your understanding. Um, you know, before we get to the movies tonight, uh, although I sort of took a, a left turn on television shows and my Purim play, the famous. Um, um, <laughs> by the way, it turns out that the. Um, that the yeshiva was the one who ordered the hit on him. The yeshiva, the yeshiva Shavelt did not want to have this Shmaravoznik represent them. That was the uh, uh, we had the um, we had the we had the mashkiach um, uh, of the yeshiva ended up was the one who had somehow connected to the to the mafiosa. But anyway, but the point is, before we get there, let's talk a little bit about if you've discussed what's been bugging you with the other men of faith. Have have have, have did they offer some? Words of understanding, realizing that what was going on. Absolutely, you know that's something we, we I discussed with them and with the other other staff there, my supervisors, and they were very supportive and offered their condolences, and it uh, it, it 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 helped me feel, you know. Some, yeah, sure, they could probably, especially the Catholics, uh, could probably understand the concept of going to the the site of the ascension of of the great saint. Right? There's something that they could relate yeah. to. Yeah, not and the Catholics and the Russian Orthodox. They that's that's very much, you know. And I I I tend to believe because I know there have been a lot of people who have been, you know, questioning this whole Indian and and saying, you know, is this is this the Indian of Vodazar and and are we are we copying the Catholics? But the truth is, the Catholics copied it from us. The the you know the veneration of saints. It's not it's not an Indian of Vodazar. It's an Indian of of his uh, chabras to the tzaddikim that we uh, right. you know I, I I I heard I heard a, a, one of the videos we showed to the to the inmates, uh, it was a Catholic priest describing, you know, they don't pray to this. Well, they pray to the saints. They don't worship the saints. They venerate them. And the idea that one priest was describing it, he said that he, did, he compared it to someone was in a race, like a, um, a marathon race. And there was one guy who was a straggler behind in the race. And, and everyone was, was, uh, was cheering him on because they finished the race already and and they were cheering him on to make it but and he said that that's what the uh the community of saints is is that people have already run the race and they and they're cheering him it. on that you, i love that it you should also win the race it's a, and, and, it's a beautiful muscle i think yeah. we should i think we could use it in yiddish guy to talk yeah. about who that sadikim in the Ayomamis, that they're right that they're 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 cheering on the others yeah, yeah that's that a doesn't mean that they're a male that they're uh, 
or whatever it is that we, and although I, I, you know, before he was Rebbe, this current Satmar Rebbe in Monroe, I heard he explained in a very beautiful way, what's the Indian of, we say such a thing like, and it was by the yard side of Satmarov uh, in Monroe that I remember him describing this. He, he said, you know, because it doesn't, it, it, talk, it doesn't sound so Yiddish to, to the way we're used to yeah. understanding yeah. So so he so he explained like this, and I was I I was very impressed like this. This is and this is uh, something I heard a number of years ago, and I still remember clearly. He said that you know we know that the uh, you know we talk about Oilam Haba, that what kind of a what kind of a, a schar is there in Oilam Haba when you learn Torah? The schar is that you learn Torah in Oilam Haba. You, you daven. The scars that you you daven in Haba. What about Chesed? Nobody needs Chesed in Haba. They have everything they need. So he said that's pshat is that the Bnei Shalom gives the schar for Chesed that was done in this world. He gives to those who have a, a kesher to to the person who did that Chesed. Uh, 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 the the schar is that that Chesed is done on their behalf as a schar. Uh, meaning from 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 Olma Emes, they they receive, they can the that in that schus of the chesed that they did in this world, the, the 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 there's chesed that's done in this world in that schus, uh, and I I was very impressed by that that idea. You're saying that they see the model of of the acts of chesed that that person had done continues to inspire others. To do acts not, of chassad. Not, not only that, but I'm saying that the Bernishalom gives supernaturally chassadim to the people who. That's the schar that for the chesed that was done in this world is that if someone has a kesher to that person, they receive they receive good things in their life, they receive whatever segulas and everything that we talk about in yeah, the that's already, yeah, that's already yeah, that's stretching things a little bit, but I hear, I hear. I would say that uh, it's the same yeah. idea that that of learning Torah in Olam Haba or or, or 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 anything else, you know. Right, but Torah is sort of like again, that's sort of like Dvekas to the mind of God, which is sort of what the the Tainug of Gan Eden is, is sort of like the battery is being plugged in there for the eventual return back to the goof. But I would yeah. say, uh, you know, I, you know, clearly. Um, you know, this is something that I'm sure the I'm happy your co-religion, your your co-workers were able to find some affinity, and and that probably means something. And I know Yitzchak, like I've said this yeah. before on this program, that your your history and where you came from and what you've been exposed to and things you've seen, including movies and stuff, has actually helped you uh, be able to handle. Uh, the situation you're in it doesn't necessarily eliminate the stress, but I think it it gives you the tools that allow you to be a person looking the way you do, but still gaining the respect and uh, and, and and the camaraderie, which is necessary for I mean, uh, the, the, a group. the deacon. The deacon at work, he he said he's you know he had heard about this on the news, and he said he wasn't familiar with this Jewish holiday because, you know, we get the memos for all right. the holidays, all the religions. And so I explained it to him as, you know, it's a, it's a saint's day. It's a pilgrimage day, pretty much uh, along those same lines of, of a, a, a feast of a saint. And it's really something that he could definitely relate to from, from his faith, you know, and it's. Uh, yeah, I understand. Um, you know, I, you know, we talk about I talk about shooting fish in a barrel. I think this is part of the human condition, you know. And I think films and television shows try to give us a mirror of what it's like to be a person and to relate. And I think all of us, including myself, uh, have to know how to be professional as a professional teacher or even a professional podcaster in many ways. Although our listeners might think that I actually bring all my uh, baggage into things, but even that, as you know. Is, is, is something that's measured. I guess the film that I really, that really um, means something to me and I really think uh, embodies this tension uh, is Sidney Lumet's uh, The Pawnbroker, where you have, uh, you know, Rod Steiger, who is, you know, probably, you know, trying to do his job and trying to do it as uh, expertly as possible. Uh, and yet, because he has been a uh, concentration camp survivor and 
whose wife was uh, molest was, was 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 ravaged and raped and killed. Um, you know, he uh, cannot forget, and although he seems to try, and the whole film is really about how the the past trauma uh, bleeds into his here and now, and how similar things are, and how you know he's a he's a pawnbroker in a I think in Harlem, and um, he deals with a, 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 a you know a dark skinned Puerto Rican boy who is um, wants to learn from him. And uh, of course, he also has to deal with uh, with a, an African American crime boss who, you know, wants to um, you know, wants him to be able to uh, be a place to launder stolen goods, and dealing with all these issues uh, that really causes him to 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 implode is that he has not made shalom at all with what has occurred in the in the Holocaust. Um, I, I, have you seen uh, the film? No, no. Uh -huh. it, 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 you know, and he, it, his the, the his the character's name is Nazarman, uh -huh. which many people have seen as a reference to Jesus. You know, Nazarman as a person as like a Nazarene or Nazar. Um, and you know, again, there is there there is some um, uh, there is some uh, objectionable sections of the film was one of the first films that actually pushed the code uh, uh, off um, and it has to do with um, you know uh, uh, where you know a woman tries to seduce him in order to get him to you know, I don't know to do something to some sort of favor which of course just brings back to him uh, the terrible events uh, that had occurred in the concentration camps and I think that that it, it, again it's an extreme version of the idea of of, of, of recognizing that trauma is with us. And the idea of shutting things out uh, is, is unhealthy. Um, it, it, as much as, you know, getting in the car and going to work and can in many ways be a therapy, if one doesn't deal with what, what is happening um, in, in, their, in, their, in their heart and in their, I don't want to call it their subconscious, but clearly, beyond uh, root below and, and bubbling waiting to bubble out i think that there's that there's issues that are going to occur now you know i i you know there's probably a, a whole slew of television dramas about doctors uh, uh you know semi-soap operas about surgeons that are able to somehow you know put away their their, their personal pain and and, and whatever's going on in order to do the job, to go out there, you know, they say that in order to be a surgeon, you have to have a certain type of mentality uh, to be able to cut somebody open and to be able to do that. And I'm sure uh, people that are familiar with programs like Marcus Welby or um, St. Elsewhere or any of the old Dr. Kildare, I don't know if you, <laughs> I don't know if you saw any of those when you were growing up, the old Dr. Kildare serials. Yeah, the whole, yeah. You did see them, right? Yeah, yeah, with Lionel Barrymore, I think plays. Um, I think Lionel Barrymore plays the old doctor in that one. Yeah. Uh, but I think generally part of what 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 Hollywood and others were trying to uh, promote was the the heroism of doctors who obviously have uh, you know many many issues swirling around them like all of us, and yet are able when they put on that white coat, sort of like a superhero, that they're able to. To perform and and to and to, yeah. and to save us in that way. You know that that, that could be shot, even though I know it's not shot. But when when Chazal say Tov Shabaroifim Legehinum, it's it it could be that uh, you know they're they're experiencing a personal Gehinim. It's not it's not that they're it's not because of some aver that they did, but that they're they're living and walking in Gehinim, and that's that's what it means that Tov Shabaroifim Legehinum. Especially because, first of all, of, of not only the Gehenna of of having to be in the in, in the operating room, how many uh, there's successful operations, but but there's so many that they that the person dies on the table, or the, or they have to see they have to see the pain and suffering of a, of a body that has been ravaged by cancer or a brain tumor. Now, these are things that you know. Rav Shach famously said that he was Makana doctors who open people up. And can see the nefloyus habayre, can see the human body and all its greatness of what God created. But I think you're right, Yitzchak. There's a surgeon 
who who has to see the effects of a tumor or or or, or, or sees a person's arteries that have been ninety five percent clogged and realizes that 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 is a uh, a tremendous wake up call and and there is probably a Gehenna that they carry with them, but they still are able to to soldier through. And I guess, you know, speaking about soldiers, that would be, uh, I guess, you know, when we think about soldiers who need to somehow, you know, the Rambam himself says that in Hilchas Malochim, that you have to push away all the thoughts of your wife and family, and you have to be leichem, you have to like, can't, you know, be mavato them from your thoughts and realize that you're fighting for a higher cause. I mean, this is really what we're talking about. Um, and it's within our capacity to do that. But, you know, sometimes the, you know, a soldier who's hopefully not fighting for a long time can summon up the adrenaline and the energy. But I think it wears on you day in and day out as it does to, you know, Nazarman's character and the, and the pawnbroker. Um, uh, when you have to do that day in and day out and you haven't resolved some other issues, I think it's something that 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 can really... Um, torture you and uh, ultimately you know it, it, it will rear its head you know things do turn eventually well you know as we wrap up let's on a guess what on a, on a i guess it's good news uh on a lighter note uh it's uh you informed me before we started recording that uh shelly silver uh was i think a controller for new york um he was a he was a, a congressman a, uh, uh, state congressman, a, a legislator, yeah, a legislator. That he was uh, actually the speaker of the of the of the of the state legislature. State yeah. legislator. Uh, so he has been released on a furlough from prison, yeah. and part of it, I think, is for compassionate reasons. I don't think, yeah, you yeah. He's, and, he's, he's, as this you know, I, I mean, I, 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 I met him a few times, seen him at, at when I worked in the pizza shop up in the Catskills. He had a house house nearby or I've done work in Albany and I saw him in, in Shul uh, and, uh, things, and so. I know well you know listen whatever whatever wrongs he might have committed I guess it's as we talk about there's a, a chesed from the that has allowed him uh, to be released I would tell you it's like you know we talk so much about tales from prison and um, uh, you know I, I know that uh, you are sort of a um, you know, a kitschy science fiction type of person in some ways. And I know you really like science fiction and the weirdest sense of the way the plan nine from outer space. But I think that you should probably take advantage of um, uh, The Prisoner, which is a um, a film about, which is a, a, a third, it was an epic, a 13 episode series um, created by Patrick McGowan, who got sick of, uh, of, of of his nine, of early 1960s program called uh, Danger Man. Um, it was it was it was here in the United States on Saturday night as uh, Secret Agent. It was called um, it was called the Secret Agent, um, and uh, it had one of the most famous theme songs: Secret Agent Man, Secret Agent right. Man, right? Secret Agent Man, right? Anyway, uh, Patrick McGoon got sick of doing that show. And sort of loosely based on that character, he had a uh, a program called The Prisoner, which was a sort of a, a science fiction um, Kafka-esque story that you sort of can't figure out why this person has been imprisoned. He had been a uh, 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 obviously some sort of working for uh, you know the British Secret Service or something, and then um, he ends up on some sort of island somewhere uh and uh he, he he refuses to be a number he refuses he's a human being you know and they they only refer to him as number six and uh he may he has many attempts to escape and every single episode is really a, an extra a very much an existential um metaphor a metaphor of the of, of a person trying to to discover himself and finding you know so much of society uh you know uh, working down on him uh, as he as he as he as he struggles to keep his real identity and and to figure out what it is. So I would say that uh, uh, as somebody who works in a prison, you've got to see the prisoner. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, it, it sounds like a perfect metaphor for the Israel, you know, for being a yid. Yeah, in Gullis and and not forgetting who you are. And uh, right, you know, t- today tonight is. 
Chav Gimel Er, which was a fast day to remember Kedoshim who were who were massacred during the, the Crusades, and it was an, it was practiced for centuries in in Worms and other parts of Germany. Old Ashkenaz, it was forgotten, but it was it was a Tainus Tzibur that was that was very very seriously. It's part of really the history of the Avelis of of Sviris Oimer is connected very much to to uh, particularly to Chaf Gimel Er being a day of of, uh, yeah. of mourning and, and, and perhaps there's some kesher to. I, I agree. You're right to the Kedoshim. I'm not ready to call these people Kedoshim. I don't think that term is necessarily ready. I know you might have a little bit of a different opinion, but clearly... Well, I'll keep my mouth shut about that. But, but clearly funny. these are... these are. You're right. Uh, you know, Let's talk about the Ramoh Shita. The Ramoh holds that Lag Boimer was not... They didn't stop dying on Lag Boimer because Lofi Shita's Ramoh, they died throughout. The Tamid Rebekiva died throughout, but they just didn't die on days that you don't say Tachnun. But really, the deaths were occurring even post Lag Boimer and and, and maybe even including Lag Boimer, although maybe there was a special dispensation. The point being is that this is still the period that that is Rishoyim, according to one sheet, I think it's uh, Rabbi Yechanan Benuri, the, the Zman of Rishoyim and Gehenim is Me Pesach Aratzera. So we definitely should still uh, be Mespaul and, and use whatever means we can to um, to, to obviously to, to be Marbis Chusim for the, for the Niftarim, but also to keep our own self and, 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 and to elevate ourselves, but also to recognize where we're at. And as you say, um, to 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 search for our identity in a way, and 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 not let ourselves be defined by what we do. I forget who we really are. Hundred percent, Yitzchak, and I know that you have <laughs> you've done a great job as far as that goes. Well, that's it, my friends. We hope next week, as we uh, approach Shavuos, that perhaps uh, things will not be as somber, and maybe we can even suggest some screwball comedies instead of very morose, uh, difficult concentration camp films. Take care, everyone. We'll see you. Be well. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. 